And if you are in the fix and flip business and your property does go, if the market does go south and you can't sell it for more than what you need, then why not throw a renter in there and hold on to it for a few years until it comes back? Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast, your daily guide to financial freedom through real estate. I'm your host, Jocelyn Kaufman, and today I'm here with my co-host, David Robinson. And today we're going to talk to you guys about five different ways to invest in real estate. So the five ways we're thinking is buy and hold, fix and flip, wholesale, REITs, and syndications. So we're going to briefly go over each one of these. And if you want to learn more about any of them, We probably have an episode on a few of these, or you can um, go ahead and do some research. So David, do you want to kick it off with buy and hold? Sure. Yeah. So this is the tried and true way of investing in real estate. I think, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you're new to investing, you think about real estate investing, this is probably what you think of. You go out, you buy a, a good rental property, you put a down payment you know, a, a good down payment down on the property, usually, you know, 20%. And uh, you get debt on the property. And ideally, you can get, you know, 30-year fixed rate debt. And then you just hold that sucker and you manage it well. And you hold on to it for the next 30 years. And it's paid off or you've refinanced a few times in between. But ultimately, that is, you know, the what most people think of when they think of real estate. And uh, probably the the most easy way to get started in the real estate business. Yep. And the most common because every single homeowner is doing the buy and hold method. Um, okay. Fix and flip. So fix and flip is essentially you're buying a property that needs work or maybe it just needs, um, maybe it needs a lot of work. Maybe it just needs new carpets. Maybe it just needs better marketing on the market and you buy it. You fix whatever it needs fixed, and then you put it up for sale. And hopefully, after your closing costs each time, you're making you're making money. To me, this is one of the more gambly um, types of investing because the market can change, and we all know that in in the past couple of years, the market's changed drastically. And if it doesn't change in your favor, you can be in a property um, that you're not going to make money off of. Now, if you combine the first two, we can create like a sixth category of fix and hold. And that, in my opinion, is the best. That's what I do. I buy a property that needs work. I fix it up. I rent it out and I hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it. Um, And if you are in the fix and flip business and your property does go, if the market does go south and you can't sell it for more than what you need, then why not throw a renter in there and hold on to it for a few years until it comes back? Um, and then David, do you want to talk about wholesale? Sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that there's probably actually an argument to me to be made that wholesaling and fix and flip isn't really real estate investing um, in the sense that it's very transactional. And in fact, the money that you make from wholesaling and fix and flip is actually taxed differently. It's like it's taxed like regular income versus long-term capital gain. So you get a benefit when you actually invest in long-term hold properties from a tax perspective and you're taxed differently with wholesaling and fix and flip. But let me get to wholesaling. Wholesaling is simply a strategy where you go out, you find a property, an investment property, 
and you get the contract. So you write an offer on the property, the seller accepts the contract, and then you actually sell the contract to the to the end buyer and you take a fee. So let's say you go out and you buy, you have a contract uh, for $100,000 on a, a, a small little rental property. You have the contract for $100,000, but let's say the, the property is worth $150,000. Well, then you take that contract and you sell that contract to, so you're selling the paper, you're selling the contract to the end buyer for, let's say, a $5,000 wholesaling fee. They pay you $5,000, you assign the contract to them, then they go forward and they close on the property for $100,000 and the $5,000 that they already paid you. Awesome. That sounds sounds easy. <laughs> so. <laughs> One thing, one thing I would say about wholesaling is it seems really easy, but it's a lot of work. And um, like David said, it's almost you're not getting long-term benefits of real estate. You're not getting the principal reduction. You're not getting the tax benefits. You're um, not making equity over time. So you're only getting that like one second of like money. Like you're only getting that one payout and that's it. Um, Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. It's just one of the options. And and I would add, uh, Jocelyn, that it's actually a great way for new investors who don't have money to get started in the business, possibly get a good chunk of cash from an assignment that they may be able to use as a down payment on a true investment property. So that's one strategy. Yeah, that yeah, that's a great point, David. Um, and then REITs is next. So uh, I personally have a REIT that I use. I use probably the most popular one called Fundrise. Um, and with REITs, you typically get like a 9% return year over year. And to me, the downside is you're only getting like, even if it's 12%, you're only getting that percent on however much money you put in. So if I put in $20,000, I'm only going to get like the 10% year over year over year on my $20,000 versus if you put that $20,000 in a property, you're going to get the full, you're going to make a lot more money that way. But it is a great way to diversify your portfolio a little bit. Um, and then most, and correct me if I'm wrong, but most retirement um, funds have some REITs in them. And so even if if you have a job and you're putting away money in your 401k or um, into a retirement fund, you probably do have money in REITs. Um, but if you if it's something you want to add more money to, then you can go and you can look into it. And a REIT, they're typically just a fund. They buy a bunch of properties and then you get money off of the equity and you get money off of the rental payments. And there's all different types of REITs that you could look into. And David, uh, do you have anything to add about REITs? Well, uh, I was going to ask you, what's the minimum um, investment uh, uh, through Fundrise? I think it's like $10. Yeah. So uh, the point is like, if you don't have a whole lot of money right now to like be able to go and make a down payment on a property, well, this is a great, easy first step to start, quote unquote, investing in real estate. 
Now, um, also, I was going to ask, is it liquid? Are you able to withdraw that cash? Um, yes, but there's caveats. So you can you can pull your cash out, but you you have to be able to give them like a month or two to give you the cash. If you have uh, $200 in there, they're probably going to give you that back. No problem. If you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in that, they probably can't give you that back right away and they'll have to figure something out. Um, just like anything else, it is investing and there is risk and you're entrusting a company or someone other than yourself with some capital. But I will say that what I like about Fundrise is you're able to start small and you're able to see all the deals that they're making, why they're making the deal. So it's a great educational tool. And um, it's an easy way to start understanding how real estate works. And you can start with just a small amount of money. Yeah, love that. As far as syndications are concerned, um, I would say syndications is sort of the next step to uh, investing in a REIT. Um, a REIT, uh, again, the entry level for a REIT is a lot lower, you can, like $10, you know, or in most cases, you're probably going to invest a few thousand dollars or whatever that might be. A real estate syndication is if you're investing in a syndication, a syndication is just pooled investment uh, where you're investing in the company that owns the asset. And so most real estate syndications that you invest in um, require a minimum. Uh, investment of $50,000, generally speaking. There are some syndications that you'll find that have uh, a lower threshold, maybe $25,000. But the other thing that you need to think about with the syndication is that the, it's illiquid. You're not going to be able to get your money back out right away. You're in for the duration of the deal, which is usually going to be a period of three to five years. Uh, typically, that's what you're going to see the timeline for a syndication investment. The other thing that you need to understand about syndications is that you all you do get the tax benefits. So even though you're investing in the company, um, because you're investing in the company, you are going to get a K-1 um, and you're going to be able to participate in all the benefits, the tax benefits or the depreciation losses that these properties spin off, and then you'll be able to use that K-1 loss against the active income. So that's getting a little bit more technical, but I would say it's probably the next step above a, uh, as far as passive investing is concerned, meaning you aren't the one that's actually going out, finding the deal. You're not the one uh, getting the debt on the deal. You're not the one signing the contract, all that. In a REIT, that's how it is. The company's doing that for you. You're investing in the company. In the same regard, syndication, you're just tied a little bit closer to the deal itself and you get the tax benefits. Yeah. And I and I point out too with REITs, you you also get the tax benefits you you get. Um, but because you're putting down more more likely less money if you're starting small, it's not gonna make a difference. <laughs> okay. That's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow.